0: American Football Show. This is the draft episode for this week. We are taking a break from the Picker Team series as the draft is just around the corner. Um, before we get into that, just want to give a little shout out to our friend Harry Pinder. Uh, he sent us over some questions uh, and he's actually set up a blog post on his website. Uh, he talks about kind of how the NFL... Uh, is doing in the uk and uh, kind of things around that subject uh, if you do want to check that out uh, we will be leaving a link to the description uh, link in the description sorry and also on the social media um kind of around that though boys how, how do we think viewership is doing in the uk kind of uh, in in the the recent times
1: when it comes to the uk you've got your hard fans you've got your casuals and you've got your people that are sort of interested in it a little bit interested in sort of some players but not so interested they're going to sit down and watch it every single weekend um it's currently obviously on sky sports pretty much exclusively i know you've got that you've got the um nfl show on bbc and that one of the um terrestrial channels will show the super bowl but for actual regular season it's quite limited uh to who can watch it unless you want to pay for game pass or unless of course you have sky sports so I think we're seeing a point where it isn't growing as much as it could do. And I believe that the limitations of who can see the NFL is a big reason behind that.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree with Joe. I think the curve's flattened a bit with viewership because you've got all the games on Sky and you've got the International Series games and there's no new marketing at the moment. It's going kind to of just hit a peak.
0: Yeah, because obviously you see all the advertising for the the, the London games. And um, I mean, we obviously we, we go and see them. And it does bring fans that don't necessarily follow the sports as strongly as we do. But yeah, I, I, I see what you mean, that we could be advertising. They could like the Game Pass, like you don't see advertising for the Game Pass in England just because mm-hmm. I, I guess you'd only buy it if you wanted it. But they could be pushing it like, I don't know, like free trials. Watch two weeks of the, the season
1: and see what you feel. Yeah. Uh, it's a good, yeah, good sort of way to do. it. As, as you could say, you could scot people through the door. That is the main thing. Like, a lot of people watch the Super Bowl like they enjoy it as an event. They watch, sit down, watch the game, and go, you know, this sport's actually pretty good. But there's just once a year just isn't enough.
0: Craig, have you got any thoughts on it? Yeah,
3: I just, I just to echo what Dave said. I think it's it. There was a there was a bit of a boom, maybe like two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen. But I think it's sort of like Tim said, it's kind of plateaued at the moment. Uh, if anything, maybe interest has dipped a little bit. Um, but you know, it's it's it comes and goes. You tend to get like like it happened in the '80s, like like we were saying. In one of our previous shows, you know, like a lot of the people, like my dad's a 49ers fan. Like you, think, like you get a lot of Bears fans from that generation, and then like you know, a bit further on, you might get you know, or just behind them. Well, get
0: that's like, a Redskins fan.
3: Yeah, you'll get like the same with like the Steelers when the steel and were a big thing. Like you tend to get like little booms every every so many years, and I think it'll just be. I think it's in a good place at the moment. If it stays where it is and it does boom again, it's only it's only going to grow and get bigger.
0: And he he also mentioned in the article kind of getting fans and this is a sensitive subject for you, Joe, but getting other fans from kind of the, the sports that are potentially losing popularity like cricket and Formula One he mentioned. But there are there are those sports that are losing viewership as the generations change. Do you think we'll we're we'll likely to pull any across from there or is it too dissimilar?
1: Different different sports, I think. Um the the problem is with those two Uh, sports you mentioned is the same problem they're very much limited to like sky sports and other pay packages so unless the NFL was to move to say the BBC obviously it's very tough to be able to do that ITV whatever I can't see viewership moving over from those until that does happen
2: yeah no totally get that because when I first started watching it was on channel 4 and I'd got bored with rugby because Wales were terrible back at the time (laughs) But I don't think I would have sought it if it wasn't for the fact that it was there on a plate and I just had to turn to Channel to channel 4. If I had to go and buy a Sky Sports package to go and watch it, I don't think I would have ever bothered. I would have probably watched the Super Bowl, as you said, but because it was there and available for me, I just started watching American football.
3: Yeah, I got into American football. Like when I first got into American football, the only way to watch it was Channel 5 at 1 a.m. on a Sunday mm. night. would well, be technically Monday morning. And like that was the only way to watch it, and then it moved to Channel Four. And like you'd get the Super Bowl maybe on BBC once a year, and then other than that, you would get one game. It would be on at a ridiculous time at night, and I'd have to record it on my little digi box thing, and like watch it the next day when I got home from from work or whatever. Like it's it's not it's tough. It's not the most accessible sport, and it, they could make it a bit more accessible, I guess, with um You know, maybe they could get some sort of deal with terrestrial television or something. But I imagine that would It'll cost a fair bit of money. I think the way television's going now at the moment with streaming services and stuff, I think it would be a good opportunity to them to push the likes of Game Pass. Maybe bring the price down a little bit to make it a bit more affordable yeah. for people, because it is quite on the expensive side, especially if you're a casual fan and
0: you don't watch it as some as you know as some of the more hardcore fans. Isn't um, there a um? Isn't the uh, at least in America? Isn't the contract ending for certain stations soon or like cable? so that, that there could be an opportunity for the NFL to expand its things to so like the BBC or ITV or something?
2: I think that's just the American sports. The contracts are up for uh, negotiation. Right. I'm not sure how long Sky's deal lasts.
3: Uh right, OK. But it's, it's a topic I'm quite passionate about. Like, it's, you know, obviously being a coach, the one thing I want to do is is grow the sport and like I kind of, I kept my mouth shut to begin with because it's a, it's a kind of worms which I could talk about for hours. But like, I mean like I'm making an effort and I have in the past with like, I, I coached youth for a little while and we were trying to get a youth program going. Um, you know, like me and one of my friends, we, he's a teacher, he's looking at trying to get it into his his local school that he works in and he wants to run like sessions to sort of teach the basics, uh, uh, you know, at a senior school level. Um, you know, it's 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 that kind of age. I think you need to get people when Definitely. kids, are, yeah, when kids are young and they're open a bit more in terms of just wanting to try new things. And I think that's the age when you want to get them and you want to sort of teach them the basics, pique their interest, let them have a bit of fun, but still, you know, teach them the safety aspect. And then as they get older, then they can progress. And I yeah, because if when... if they're
0: playing with like the youth clubs, like obviously the Nighthawks have a youth team or most teams do have a youth team. If then you're you're improving skill just by the length of time playing because obviously when we played for the Fury I think we had one player who played out like before uni everyone else started playing then if you're getting the eight if you're getting people playing it where they are playing from the age of nine or ten or whatever then further down the line like the, the entirety of United Kingdom football is going to improve because you're going to have people playing for like five more years than they would be
3: exactly get them while they're young and then when they hit senior level they've got that body of work behind them
0: (laughs) get them while they're young
3: (laughs) they've they've got that body like you know in terms of players you know that can go abroad and play in the likes of Germany and Sweden and maybe you know into the NFL like you know we've had one or two go over there like I think them numbers would greatly increase and the likes of the NFL would and these other countries where you know American football is quite big would Pay a lot more attention, I think, to our league, and you'd see a lot more players going out and becoming professional players at
0: clubs around the world. Especially with that NFL program, kind of that that that. There's one down in like Gloucestershire, isn't there? The Jags one. Well, is, is it Jags owned? Yeah, the academy. That's it. Anyway, yeah. So uh, I guess that's our thoughts on how the NFL could be looked to improve. So yeah, make make a free trial on the the Game Pass. Um, anyway, the draft is close. It's coming around the corner. Uh, we've explained many times what it is, but uh, just a brief breakdown on the draft. It's where the uh, all the teams get to select the players coming out of college. Uh, players can elect to leave after uh, their junior or senior year, I believe. Uh, and uh, essentially, it's how the, the NFL renews its talent. Uh, the, the lower scoring team gets the first pick and the highest, and the Super Bowl winner gets the last pick, and it's uh, a seven-round draft. But what we're going to do is we've got Peter Schrager's mock draft, uh, which can be found on the official NFL website. Uh, me and Tim are going to be like uh, ro- talking about our notes and thoughts about each pick, as we've, we follow it quite closely. Uh, I think Tim more so than I. Uh, and then Craig and Joe are going to be Uh, query and uh, picking our brains about it just uh, because hopefully that we can get your uh, you guys listening's perspective as well if you want to shoot us any any questions over so the first pick Peter Schrager had is the Cincinnati Bengals and of course you'd be hard-pressed to find a draft that doesn't have Joe Burrow uh, from LSU going uh, as the first overall pick Uh, I mean what, what do you have to add to that Tim except it's pretty much a lock
2: pretty much everyone apart from Maurice Jones-Drew has got Joe Barrow going number one. So Joe Barrow will be the number one overall pick, definitely.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bengals kept AJ Green, which was a, a topic of debate. Uh, they've spent money in free agency, which they never do. Um, kind of, I, I think this is the Bengals trying to show their, their own team that they are trying to
1: turn it around. There are some sort of... A... With obviously, with Joe Burrow nailed on to be number one. The, the only sort of drawback when you look at Joe Burrow is the fact that he did sort of only have one productive year at, mm-hmm. at college. Is this something that the Bengals should be wary of, or they see what he can do? So, therefore, all in, get behind him, full steam ahead. I mean, he,
0: he, he's oh, gone, him.
2: He's got to be in the right system. Because that's why, because Joe, you hit the nail on the head. He, last year, this time, when people were looking ahead to the draft, they would have said, Yeah, he's all right. He'll probably be fifth, sixth round pick, be a good backup for somebody. And then he had such a good season this year because he was put in the right system, he had the right weapons, and he's he just brilliant. Unbelievably exciting to watch. Yeah. But there's that, there's having a good one.
0: year, and then there's winning the Heisman, breaking the the FBS passing yards record. Winning the winning the ship, like he he yes he had a good season, but it was a better season than any season before on. So, well, I think
3: that... yeah,
2: he it just looked phenomenal. They, I underest, by saying he had a good season is totally underestimate what he did.
3: That was going to be my question was is he is he good is he a is he a good quarterback or is he just a product of the system he's in? I think
0: it's I both. Think but-
2: yeah, the system helped to show how good a quarterback he was. It is interesting to note he's actually older than Lamar Jackson.
1: And wasn't that the first time the Heisman winner's been older than the MVP winner?
2: Oof. That's a good one. If it's true, well done. I'm not sure, but I surely <laughs> it rarely would have happened before.
3: So do, do you think he will succeed outside of that system?
2: I think he will because he's got the confidence to do it, but he's probably he's in the worst in the team. Is that the Bengals? Yeah, there's, exactly. there's
0: the question, will he succeed outside the Sisto? And then as will he succeed at the Bengals? Yeah. <laughs> the, the...
2: If I, what I would have done, if I was the Bengals, I would have snapped and paid all the money I could to Joe Brady, who was his quarterback coach. He might even have been the offensive coordinator at LSU, but he got snapped up by the Panthers. So, I, I, if I was Bengals like you say I would have given him everything he wanted
0: But yeah this is pretty much a lock um, like you said Maurice Jones hasn't they got him taken to her no so, Justin Herbert Justin Herbert um, and then some of the people have got the Bengals taking a Kings boutman to trade down but um, yeah I mean you could pretty much expect this one uh, the second overall uh, pick we've got the Redskins taking Chase Young according to Peter Schrager
2: uh, Tim? Best player in the draft by far. He's what you need on any team. He's a pass rusher. He got 16 and a half sacks last year and he actually missed two games. He was suspended for two games. It's um, coming out of the Ohio State School. They know how to produce edge rushers. Both Bosa brothers. He's just closest like, I can think. He like, reminds me of Khalil Mack I and mean, he's just in his domination. People have got him
0: um, as... Like a generational talent, as like Julius Peppers. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like you said, best player in the draft. The only, only things you've got here is Dan Schneider's the owner for one thing. So you've got that mischief going on. Um, but Ron Rivera is obviously the new head coach. Uh, obviously, I think Chase Young's getting picked, and I don't want him to because he's that good. Uh, but then there's a lot of, a lot of that. There are talks of the Redskins either taking Tua, which I don't see. Or no. being offered enough to trade down and potentially picking up someone at like fourth or fifth with the, uh, the Dolphins uh, at fifth or the Chargers at sixth. So I think there there is the option to look at trading down here.
1: I I think you'd be silly to pass up on Chase Young though, as you were saying, Tim. Like, well, sorry, and you, Adam, as well. Like generational talent. Like you're not gonna get someone like this in the draft at like at your choice. Like the fact he's being passed down obviously from number one because. Bengals need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's just you're not gonna be in this opportunity again. It, surely he has to be the Redskins have to be taking him.
2: But this the, is where the dark arts of the draft and lion season comes into it. So some teams could or the Redskins could be clever and start rumours that someone's gonna pick Tua at number two to try and tempt someone else to trade up. So this that, is where the draft could yeah excited. I was
3: gonna ask that. I was gonna ask you think that they might... Like, sort of, have a meeting with two. They already the have room and out there. To yeah. sort of... the yeah. smoke
0: screens are already there. They've they've yeah. interviewed all the quarterbacks already. So, whether it's a smoke screen or whether it, they are interested, that it's all all for that reason.
3: I mean, if if they pick Chase Young up, I mean, they could pick two up. I mean, they've already got a young QB, so it's whether they want to take the time with him. But the the line is already quite good, so I think adding. If you know, if if he's as talented as you guys are telling me, it's like if to add that to an already reasonably young,
0: reasonably yeah, strong—they've got a good D defensive line. line like
3: that would that could be quite a significant addition to an already strong unit.
0: Oh yeah, that, If Chase Young drafted yeah. that D line is one of the top three, I'd say. They have got Kerrigan and Montez Sweat on there already.
2: And also, from a cap point of view, if you got Chase Young, you already have a lot of people earning a lot of money. You could keep Chase Young, trade or get rid of one of the more expensive ones, because he'll be on a rookie contract. So, you know, it's a win-win.
0: Okay. On to the third pick where Peter Schrager has mocked Jeffrey Okuda uh, to the Lions. We've got a uh, the cornerback. Is he from is it LSU? Ohio State.
2: Ohio, Ohio
0: State, sorry, yeah. cornerback uh, Jeffrey Okuda from Ohio State to the Detroit Lions. Um, again, this is another pick where Tua could be a team could be trading up for Tua. Um, the Lions have got kind of some negotiability here that they're they're not desperate for any one specific player. Uh, Okuda is the best cornerback available, and obviously they are looking to replace Darius Slay. Um, but yeah, uh, I I do see them taking Okuda here, maybe Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's also a, a, a defensive uh, kind of Swiss Army knife, but we'll talk about him in a bit. Um, but yeah, I I, I, th- I think the Lions have got so many options here that it is quite hard to mock it.
2: It's quite ironic that some of the comps I've read, player comparisons, have compared him to Darius Slay. So they're, so they're taking him to replace someone they got rid of. So, But I think that's a lock at three. Most yeah, drafts it, I've seen...
0: Darius Slay is a very good press man uh, cornerback, yeah. as is Jeffrey Okuri. I think he's played yeah. up most of his plays as a, a man on man coverage. Yep. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: it seems to make sense, this one. As you say, one in, one out. Nice it's replacement.
0: That, exactly, yeah. And then pick number four, we've got the Giants selecting Jedrick Wills. Uh, any thoughts on this one, Tim?
2: I think that's a sensible pick. Basically, this year is a strong uh, offensive tackle class, and the top three, we'll go into all these three of the top ten, I think it is, of the draft. They're interchangeable. They're all really good. Giants spent a lot of money, oh, sorry, the high draft pick last year on a quarterback, so it's the logical move to get the best available tackle, whichever, whoever they think is the best tackle at this point.
0: Personally, uh, similar to the Lions, there's, there's a, a lot of options here. Tristan Wirth's is being mocked to him because of David Gettleman's relationship with Nick Saban, uh, the Alabama head coach. Uh, There is another offensive tackle called, uh, sorry, that was Jedrick Wills. We've got Tristan Wirfs as well, who's Mm -hmm. another offensive tackle, um, who's more of Dave Gettleman's type of player, uh, commonly called hog molly players, uh, kind of very aggressive, um, like pancake blocking kind of guys, aggressive, uh, or Isaiah Simmons. Uh, They've just, uh, the Giants just, cut Alec Ogletree. So they're also looking for a linebacker to lead that defence. So I can also very plausibly see Isaiah Simmons getting picked here. hmm
3: It makes sense to go with a you know like you said they've got they've got this young QB, they've got quite a young team. It makes sense to put a, a nice old line in front of them to protect them. So I think like you said, the offensive lineman I think is a a lock for the Giants a first pick.
1: Yeah, especially as Daniel J. he was suffering with fumbles as well, getting hit last year. So I think it's a yeah, smart little thing to strengthen that o line up.
2: Okay, Tim, do you want to pronounce the next name for me? Number five is Tua tungo Violoa, the quarterback out of Alabama. I've been practicing that all day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Tua's clearly been mocked to nearly always the Dolphins. Uh, certain of the teams have pegged their interest for him, though. Um, Obviously, the medical concerns are being enhanced by the uh, coronavirus situation where no one can get to or in the building to check him out. Uh, So it's actually kind of helping and hindering him at the same time. Um, But there is kind of no smoke without fire. So I'd say don't be too shocked if the the Dolphins do take uh, maybe Justin Herbert here, the other quarterback
3: Do you think Tua will drop because of these injury concerns? Like, how how serious was his injury?
0: He's already dropped because he was meant to be competing for the first overall. But then he's had a hip... Is it the one that Bo Jackson had the same hip injury?
2: Yeah, dislocated white hip with posterior antebal wall fracture.
0: Doesn't sound good.
2: As far as as I'm
0: aware, his hip's been pulled out and the joint's also been damaged.
2: Yeah, and I think also there's the possibility of nerve damage. So it could be – and I think that's what killed off Bo Jackson's career. But that's one of the injuries. He's had a lot of other injuries as well. He's had a left high ankle sprain. He's had a right high ankle sprain. If it wasn't for the injuries, Tua would be number one, I think. I think he'd be above Joe Burrow, the number one quarterback. But a quarterback keeps getting injured in college, you've got to worry – Putting the fate of your franchise in his hands, and it could be, could end easy, up being a winch. Yeah, once.
3: Mm. yeah. <laughs> spends more time off the field than on it, even though he can do good things on it.
2: But his talent could be, yeah, it's it's such a risk taking him, but the reward if it pays off is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's it's to go for Tua, who's got unbelievable talent, but an injury concern, or to go for Justin Herbert, whose talent
1: is less, but no injury concerns. I honestly think if the Dolphins don't pick up Tua here, I think he falls pretty far down uh, this list. I think if the Dolphins don't go for him, and so obviously Chargers are then thinking, hmm, they haven't gone for him for a reason. Are we going to go for him? And if they were then to pass up, he's just going to keep dropping down, down and down. So I'm maybe, I'm...
3: maybe the Patriots pick him up when he becomes another well, Brady.
1: you know what? You know, there's always the hope. Uh, <laughs> the cost
0: as well, in your situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Talking of that next pick, we've got uh, the Chargers taking Justin Herbert, the quarterback, out of Oregon. Uh, have you got any, anything to say here about this, Tim?
2: I can understand why it's got Justin Herbert at quarterback, but I think quarterbacks are always going to be overdrafted, especially if you're six foot four, got a rocket arm, and you look like a quarterback. You know, you look at Blake Balls. He was rubbish, but he was six foot four. He had a rocket arm. He looked like a quarterback. So Herbert's got the talent, but he's, he's quite inconsistent. So, you know, the Chargers probably will take quarterback here because they need a quarterback. It's the most important position in American football. So even though he's not the sixth best player, they'll probably take him at number six in this scenario.
0: But I wouldn't be surprised well, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they took an O-line here, to be honest, because there's still three good O-line uh, there. And Tyrod Taylor has kind of released that he wants to start again. He's he's ready to start. He's good enough to start, which he, he started for two different teams, obviously. So, I mean, I I've, I think they they may draft for the best player available and not just in Herbert, but there's always the chance they do take him.
2: And if they draft the best player available, which is the next gentleman we're about to talk to, they will have one hell of a defense. Oh my
0: god, a hell of a defense! And that pick is the Carolina Panthers selecting linebacker/slash safety Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. Um, if you haven't read about Isaiah Simmons, uh, he's almost like the Taysom Hill of defense. Uh, could play outside of in like D line. Linebacker, safety, cornerback, play, all of that. Extremely quick, extremely versatile. To, to be honest, if this is the pick because they'd be replacing Keekley perfectly. Uh, yeah, they, I, I don't think he drops this far, honestly.
2: I can't see it because he's such a good player. I watched the, the uh, college football championship game. He lined up at outside linebacker. He lined up at safety. He even lined in the slot corner. He was all over the pace, and he does. He looks like a modern linebacker. He's just a coverage, not an old-fashioned, big guy, stocky that stands in the middle of the stuff to run. He can cover wide receivers. He's that fast.
0: He's very quick.
3: Do you think the Lions could take him then instead of him? Um, yes.
0: Instead I, I, of the corner? I think a, the Lions could take Okuda or Simmons, quite, and they wouldn't go wrong
2: either way. I just think they need a cornerback more than they, they need Simmons. And I think... Akuda is such a good player. I think they'd take him rather than Simmons. But if they took Simmons, it's not a huge drop off. It's not going to be like, oh my God, why did they not take him?
3: I guess it depends on if they're the kind of team that's going to draft for need or they're going to just draft
0: best athlete.
2: Ex- exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay, then we've got the Cardinals selecting eighth and Peter Schrager has marked the Auburn defensive tackle, Derek Brown here. Uh Tim, anything to add for this?
2: Big dominant player that can move about and he'll be a real disruptor on any line.
0: Personally I was shocked they picked a D tackle here when Kyler Murray was the tied third most sacked quarterback. I just I see them taking an
2: offensive tackle here. Agree. There's so many good, or maybe the theory is that there's so many good tackles. They can wait till the second round and get a tackle and take the best player available. So it depends where yeah. they rate the players.
0: Derek Brown's best D tackle in the draft, mm-hmm. um, but I think with with Jedrick Wills Jr. and Andrew Thomas, who I really like out of Georgia, just, they've they if Kyler Murray's shown he's got the chops, they should have to save them. Mm-hmm.
1: I, yeah, I think you're right with going for the tackle because you talked about, obviously, are they going to go for a need? This was earlier, with the uh, right at the beginning with the old um, Lions. You were saying, are they going to fill a need or the best player? Your next best player probably is a tackle anyway. So, for me, I, I agree with you there. They've got to take a tackle to protect Kyler.
0: Okay, and the 10th overall, sorry, not 10th, 9th overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars... Uh we've got Javon Kinlaw, the defensive tackle from South Carolina. Um personally, I mean Javon Kinlaw's a good player, don't get me wrong. The Jags are losing. Calais Campbell, uh and got Quays in like position is in turmoil here. But I, I can really see CJ Henderson also going here, uh who's uh the other best cornerback in the, in this. Um but yeah, I think with the losses the Jags have had on the D-line, it makes sense. But I could also see C.J. Henderson go there.
2: I've seen wide receivers go at this spot as well, which mm, I think they've got needs in other places. like you said. Yeah.
0: Well, who are their receivers? D.J. Chark and someone else.
2: Mm.
0: But yeah, they've got Gardner Minshew starting. So I think they have got, like you said, other bigger holes before they get to wide receiver. Although, if they did take Jerry Judy here, I would say no. I would. <laughs> okay, and then we come to the 10th overall pick with the Cleveland Browns selecting offensive tackle Mekhi Beckton out of Louisville. Um, Beckton's big. He's kind of been described as a really raw uh, offensive lineman, huge, got all the the power and everything. It's just he needs to be kind of groomed and get his fundamentals sorted. Um, the Browns obviously picked up right tackle Jack Conklin uh, this off season very quickly. I think this is a really, really good pick that you get to develop a big, big boy offensive tackle opposite uh, a smart tackle.
2: I'm going to take the opposite view. I've been a Raiders fan for too long and seen people like this come out in the draft. They are raw. They don't play very well in college but they've got all the talents. They're super athletic. They can bench press a car. They can do all this. They can run like a wide receiver. And then coaches think that they can coach them, and they go, "Yep, yeah, we'll take him. We'll coach him up. We'll be good. And they fail. So I'm always weary about this sort of player. I'd rather take a player that was a less of a risk but was better in college rather than someone that's just got the physical tools. Now, watch him become a pro bowler and be amazing. So. <laughs> But from I'm always weary of that sort of player.
3: From what you've just said, I don't think if if he's that raw, I don't think the Browns are the team to kind of take a player like that and develop him. They don't. They've not really got the history of taking raw players and develop them to to take that next step and sort of reach that you know potential ceiling that they've got. So if if that's really the level that he's at, then I don't know if the Browns would be a good fit for him.
2: So I've not really seen much of his play, but one evaluation I read basically said it takes an hour to run around him in pass protection. So does that mean he just stands there? And because he's big, he doesn't do anything. So you know, he's big boy.
0: He's six foot seven, three hundred sixty-four pounds, and run a five one forty, which is pretty quick for a man of that size. <laughs> yeah, that's a that, that's a that's a lot of meat to move. That, that's that's fast, like. <laughs>
2: But how often do O line have to run 40 yards?
0: You'd be surprised, considering they've got, <laughs> they, they run with obviously Nick Chubb and Jarvis Landry. They've, I think they do a couple of like zone run schemes, so it could be something they need. We shall see. We shall see. 11th pick, we have the New York Jets selecting offensive tackle, another one off the board, Tristan Wirth from Iowa. Um, Joe Douglas is the obviously new um, general manager for the Jets coming over from the Eagles. As an Eagles fan, this is a very Joe Douglas pick. Uh, He really likes versatile offensive linemen that can uh, kind of play tackle slash guard. Obviously, the Jets put a lot of uh, money into the offensive line, this free agency. Um, This is a good pick, but what they've... In this mock, they've still got all the wide receivers on the board, like jerry judy c d lamb Henry Ruggs. if they're going to go somewhere i I can also see them going here definitely because they are jets have not got many receiving options right now.
2: most other mocks totally agree with you adam have got them taking a wide receiver um you know the Tristan worst is one of the best tackles, so it's not a bad pick but I think they'll take a wide receiver
1: here. They've got to give someone like for Sam Darnold to throw to. Like, If they want this guy to be their franchise quarterback and give him the best support they can, you, you've got to give him the options. And you're right, they need a wide receiver one, not just like someone to come in. They need someone to make their main man at the moment, the Jets. Yeah. So uh, for just me, I can't, see anything. As well. yeah, I can't see anything other than a wide receiver on the first round. Obviously, you mentioned there, Tim earlier, I can't remember who about... Um, you know they could wait to the second round because you're still going to mm-hmm. get a good wide receiver potentially, but mm-hmm. why not just pick the best guy when you exactly.
3: can? Exactly. I kind of hope that they take Judy or Lamb just so it's less likely that they're going to drop to the Niners. To be honest, because <laughs> that, that offense that offense is already scary enough. Like so, for them to then put in plug in another like outstanding wide receiver, it just it just makes them even that little bit more scary.
0: And the reason why Tim's hoping the Jets don't pick anyone is because the 12th overall pick from the Las Vegas Raiders, we've got Jerry Judy, uh, the wide receiver coming out of Alabama. And I'll leave that to you, Tim.
2: Please, God, let us pick either Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb at this position. Please don't pick any other position. I'll be gutted if someone trades up or someone earlier takes a wide receiver. We need a wide receiver. Currently, our two starting wide receivers are Terrell Williams and Zay Jones. So we need a number one wide receiver. Uh, Judy and Lamb, it's like a 1A and 1B, quite frankly. They're both really, really good. Um, and I will be jumping up and down in my living room at 3 in the morning if we select one of these two people. Please, please, please let me select one of these two people. There you
0: go. I really want you to take Jerry, Judy, because then you'll have Jerry, Judy, and Josh Jacobs.
2: All the Js? The J's. J squad. Yeah. I don't care. As long as you get someone that can catch a ball and can go for a first down every now and then, it'd be great.
0: And speaking of CD Lamb, uh, number 13, we've got the 49ers selecting the wide receiver out of Clemson. Uh, sorry, Oklahoma university, uh, CD Lamb. Um, this is not the second of the top three receivers back to back. Um, the 49ers obviously flipped to forest book into the Colts for this pick. Um, CJ Henderson potentially could be picked here opposite Richard Sherman, but yeah, I, I think the, the consensus is they're taking a, a number one wide receiver to replace Emmanuel Sanders with.
2: How nice must it be to be a 49ers fan to know that you've just gone to the Super Bowl and you've got the number 13 pick in the draft and you can pick someone like CD Lamb up to make your team better? and that was said without a hint of sarcasm i just think 49 is in such a good position
1: it is pretty perfect isn't it for them mm-hmm. yeah because I, I know there was
3: some talk of them maybe um, swapping for, for there was talk of them picking Beckham up at some point i think i seen somewhere um so i think i think that would be the better option to go for the younger guy you know cheaper contract yeah you yeah. know not as far into his career yet it might not be as guaranteed but in my opinion I mean, Odell, as much as, as great as he is, he he can you know he's played for a few years now. He's shown that he can be a bit of a diva and a bit of a headache, regardless of what team he's at. He does have a little bit of a a stink attached to him, so I think this definitely is the the better way to go for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, the yeah, the Forty have one glaring hole, and that's wide receiver. So this mm-hmm. is where they they fix it. Fourteenth overall pick, we've got the Tom Brady Buccaneers. Uh, taking the offensive tackle out of Georgia, Andrew Thomas. Uh, This is my favourite offensive tackle uh, in the draft, purely because he's the one that's not being talked about because he's so sound. Um, But yeah, they've just picked up a a quarterback. He's going to be 43 if the season starts in September. And this is just a a decent pick overall. They're going to take an offensive tackle here somewhere.
2: It just makes so much sense. It's too stupid to pick anyone else. You've just got to protect your assets. So, yeah,
3: he yeah. doesn't need any more weapons. He needs looking after, and exactly. I think I think it makes sense.
0: And then we start to get a bit more obscure, kind of past this pick. Uh, so the Denver Broncos 15th. We've got them taking a linebacker Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. Uh, out after Isaiah Simmons, the the linebacker pool does take a pretty noticeable dip but uh, Kenneth Murray is in this Is probably the top of the second tier of linebackers he's a big leader uh, from what I've watched so far uh, Broncos obviously love a big defensive leader with uh, Von Miller there um, Chris Harris Jr. has just left so again the name I keep saying CJ Henderson another possibility here but um, I, I, I do like this pick it does seem like a very Broncos pick.
2: Yeah more traditional linebacker but yeah, what I've seen from him, he's,
0: he's good. Uh, then we move on to the Atlanta Falcons with pick 16, who take Kalevon Chason, who is an edge rusher out of LSU. Uh, have you got anything to add here, Tim?
2: Yes, he will be a bust. Definitely, definite bust. I've watched a lot of LSU games and he does nothing on plays. He's the sort of player that literally takes plays off you will get a lot of sacks and flashy, and you're like, oh, yeah, you get got a load of sacks. But watch him play, and he just stands there. He gets pushed around by tackles. Um, An edge rusher, again, like quarterback, now gets overdrafted. Uh, I wouldn't pick him until the third, fourth round. Don't like him. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I mean, in, in this, if CJ Henderson drops to 16, the Falc- I see the Falcons taken immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think you've watched more tape on me, so you've got the... The, the view there. We move on to the Dallas Cowboys, selecting with pick number 17. Uh, Xavier McKinney, the safety out of Alabama, uh, the first safety off the board here. Um, this is the first pick outside of the, the obvious ones where there could be a trade. Um, the Cowboys do have a couple of needs, but it's whether they can fill a need with the, the, the right type of player at 17 obviously needs to replace byron Jones um there is talk to trying to find a wide receiver two to play opposite cooper uh Xavier McKinney does make good sense to him though uh, his best safety in the draft uh so it would be a good fit to kind of lead the secondary again but uh this is where I could see a trade coming up
2: yeah this is definitely a best player available because he's a good player can cover in slots he can play actually play cornerback as well so yeah
3: I was going to ask, do you think maybe they could go for a wide receiver here instead of the safety, or do you think maybe they could even go for a tackle?
0: Because, you know, they do have a good O-line, but it's 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 getting on the older side now. Mm, I know the Cowboys, obviously Travis Frederick just retired there, all-pro centre. Uh, they have got a good backup in Joe Looney. Um, then their left tackle Tyron Smith's obviously got back problems. So you are right, they, they could address the O-line. Uh there's one interior offensive lineman and a couple of tackles left, so definitely something they could do. And Hen- in this mock, Henry Ruggs the third's still on the board. So if he's available at seventeenth, which I
1: doubt, I would see the Cowboys taking him. Because obviously in the uh, free agency that uh, the Cowboys defence got quite a lot weaker. I was sort of expecting them to go, yeah, safety or whatever, any the best sort of best sort of defensive player that's there. I thought they need to sort of stack back up on that side of the ball.
2: It was a bit of a shock when they drafted a center a few years ago, but they could do it again because he's just retired. So you never know.
0: And pick 18, let me see the second appearance of the Miami Dolphins who are taking the wide receiver out of Alabama, Henry Ruggs the third. Henry Ruggs is the quickest receiver uh, kind of in this top tier. He ran a 4.27, I believe. I don't see him dropping this low, uh, mainly because I've been following him quite closely because I know the Eagles really like him. Um, He's drawing comparisons to like uh, Deshaun Jackson. He's that really good, take the top off the defense, deep threat. Dolphins getting him here would be fantastic, but I I don't see him going down to 18 personally.
2: I think he'll be gone, but then... um... Ideally, he needs to, he's not a number one receiver. He'd be a good number two, a good slot receiver. It'd be interesting if the Dolphins took him and Tua. So obviously they went to the same school, so they know each other. So that would be help, but he's, he's a good player.
0: I could also see them trading this pick just because the Dolphins have built up so much capital. I don't see why they'd stop here and maybe try and get a decent pick out uh, next year.
2: A podcast I was listening to today said the Dolphins are absolutely in love with Burrow. But as we've already touched on, to trade up to number one overall to get Burrow would cost them at least all three of their first round picks. So I can't see that happening.
0: OK, uh, the next pick we've got is the Las Vegas Raiders selecting the linebacker Patrick Queen out of LSU. Tim?
2: Not happening. Uh, Pat, no with disrespect to Patrick Queen. He's a very good player, but we took two linebackers in free agency and we've got a few still on the team that the coaching staff likes. So this isn't going to happen. Uh, they're not going to draft a linebacker here, especially if the player that we're going to talk about next is still at, still on the board. They will take a cornerback here rather than the linebacker.
0: Agreed. I saw that and I thought, did they just pick up Kwiatkowski and Littleton?
2: Before they, before they did that, yeah, definitely. I would have picked up a linebacker here, but not after that.
0: So, what what do you see them uh, picking up here instead? Come on back. Okay. Speaking of that, next pick, Jacksonville Jaguars. We've got uh, CJ Henderson uh, from Florida uh, coming here. Uh, I really like CJ Henderson. Uh, don't see him picking the 20th pick. Uh, but, yeah, he's, I mean, second-best cornerback in the draft, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, very fast. He's a good ball hawk as well, according to some reviews I've read. So, yeah. Good pick might not even be there
0: at 20 yeah i don't think he would be but jags do need a cornerback after losing ramsey and bouye okay so the next pick we've got 20 21 uh the philadelphia eagles selecting uh the wide receiver justin jefferson out of lsu um obviously i've been following this quite closely there's been a lot of discussion on which receiver the eagles are taking because is going to need to be a receiver. Uh, with how our our best receiver getting like 490 yards last year, um, it's more a question of do we take one in the top three uh, with the Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, or do we kind of go into the the next tier, which is Justin Jefferson here from LSU, um, maybe Denzel Mims, uh, who's also been cropping up. Uh, Justin Jefferson had a very good season. Uh, fortunately, he was with Joe Burrow, who had a very good season. Um, Howie Roseman typically loves to draft uh, or, or linemen in the first round. I'd be heartbroken if we did. Um, but yeah, J- Justin Jefferson's the one you're seeing typically everywhere now, and it's it's ne- it's nearly a lock to the Eagles because he'll be there at 21, and the other three probably won't be.
3: Do you think that the Eagles would take one of the other three if, it, if they fell
0: that far? I, I, I believe we've fallen in love with Henry Ruggs uh but we just don't believe he's going to be there at 21 uh, there's been a lot of talk of are we going to trade up to get one of those mm. top 3 receivers and i personally i think we will trade up into like around the 10 mark and pick pick up one of the receivers uh, in that top class is that worth it though
3: like the cost to, to to draft up to there for the sake of a wide receiver when there's quite a few knocking about he might not be one of the top 3 but
0: yeah but it it, it depends on whether they how they view the drop off cuz this top class of um, Judy, Laman and Ruggs is very good. Justin Jefferson played out the slot and we need an outside receiver. But Justin Jefferson can play outside as he has shown and he's apparently he's done very well in his interviews and stuff. Um, the, the, with, yeah, just
2: Justin Jefferson wasn't even the number one receiver in the offense. The guy uh, Chase, I think his name was, was the number one receiver in the LSU offense. And he's, he's going back to school next year. So you Know if you're looking for a number two and a slot, I think Jefferson's your guy. But if you're looking for a number one receiver, I don't think he's you he can hold a number one position
0: exactly. And that we need a number one receiver with the Eagles receiving core being absolutely terrible right now.
2: Fair enough.
1: And, and Adam, say, um, say for some weird reason, Jefferson's not there, and the wide receiver, like you know, not as strong as you would have hoped coming down to your pick if you stayed at 21. Would you be what would you else be looking at? Because I saw a lot of reports saying a uh, linebacker is also something that yeah, you'd be looking for
0: definitely. So, the uh, we've got a couple of weaknesses right now outside of this is probably the secondary of the linebacker core. Uh, obviously, we've got Darius Slater cornerback now, but we have just lost Malcolm Jenkins, who is our kind of defensive leader. So, if Xavier McKinney drops here, um, I believe we'd take him as a safety, uh, or um, one I like the the the. The linebackers, um, Isaiah Simmons, won't come down here, but uh, Patrick Queen, maybe. But I think we, we're just so desperate for a receiver now. I don't see us not taking a receiver. Okay, we'll move on to the 22nd pick. We've got the Minnesota Vikings selecting the offensive tackle, Austin Jackson, out of USC. Um, Yeah, just another one of the the offensive tackles here Um, coming into a line that's slowly getting built over a long period of time and it's still not there yet but it should give Jackson time to learn in it at least
2: I think it's a bit high for Jackson I can see why they take a tackle but according to the ringer draft guide he's the 10th rated tackle so there's a lot of tackles rated higher than him at this point so I'm a bit surprised to see him this high at 22
0: yeah I, I agree with you I think there are better tackles but um, this is the mock draft for going off, I guess.
2: Yep, exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, pick number twenty-three. The New England Patriots. They are selecting Jeremy Chin, the safety out of Southern Illinois. Um, he's a big, athletic safety, quite versatile, um, kind of Bill Belichick's guy. There's a lot of rumours that the the Patriots will be taking corner, a quarterback here. Sorry. Um, look towards Jordan Love, uh, most likely. Uh, but There's also Jake Fromm and Jalen Hurts. Personally, I see all three of those quarterbacks dropping outside of the first rounds. And the, I think the Pats will be able to get the one they want in the later rounds. So this pick does make sense to me.
2: And I don't believe anything the Patriots say when it comes to the draft. So if they're saying, oh, we're not picking a the quarterback, they probably will pick a quarterback. If they say, you know, because... They don't want anyone to know what they're doing with this pick. So, and Belichick just, he sings his own song. So he'll pick the player that he wants at Pick 23, and he'll be happy, and that player will do well. So good luck, Jeremy Chin, if you go to the Patriots.
1: See, for me, I I can't see us taking the safety. It's just not a position that we're desperate, sort of, for to improve at the moment. I think quarterback is obviously quite a clear one. I think, even though it's not the most amazing class. I think tight end is really important and I think we should just be going in and getting a, a fairly decent tight end and also like a pass rusher. I think there's just so many more like, positions that we need to fulfil first before just grabbing this safety. Obviously, looks a great player, but for me, wouldn't be too satisfying.
0: Yeah, I think if some of the, the other linebacker options or pass rushing options dropped down here it could be a pick but obviously Belichick likes the smart players
1: yeah he does
0: and 24th pick we've got the New Orleans Saints Peter Schrager has mocked the receiver from Baylor Denzel Mims here um, personally I don't think this is correct uh, Denzel Mims is a good receiver uh, but the Saints have Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders already they need linebackers. So if, if Patrick Queen or Kenneth Murray drop down here, uh, this could be the pick. But I mean, I, I really don't see Mims going to the Saints.
2: Yeah, if you look at NFL.com, they've got what their position needs are, and wide receiver isn't one of them linebacker, line safety, uh, cornerback. So yeah, I don't agree with this choice. But then, like you say, it's the draft we're going with. I don't
3: see it. I think potentially he could drop to the Ravens and I think we might pick him up.
0: Yeah, I mean there's not much to say about that. I think it. this is more of a best player available kind of pick, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. makes sense but then their wide receivers are so good, you don't really need a Denzel Mims. Pick number 25, Minnesota Vikings. We've got uh, them taking AJ Terrell, the cornerback, out of Clemson. Um, AJ Terrell was kind of a combined stud. Uh, did really well there. Um, could be a bit of a reach at twenty-five. I could see the Vikings kind of fielding this pick for um, some trade-ups, but uh, I don't. I don't think it would be terrible. Obviously, with Xavier Rhodes going out there, uh, their defense, their secondary was really good a couple of years ago, Um they, I think they are looking to get
2: back to that. Yeah, agreed. agree. They need a cornerback, possibly take the best one available here.
0: Okay, and pick number 26, we have the Miami Dolphins' third first-round pick, DeAndre Swift, the running back out of Georgia. Uh, first running back off the board at 26. Personally, I, I like the fit. I think DeAndre Swift would do well with the Dolphins, Um but I think DeAndre could fall into the second round. The Dolphins pick him up there. Um, but I, I don't think it's it's horrible because he is the best running back in the drafts.
2: Yeah, and he's good in the passing game as well. So he's a good fit for the Dolphins. Interesting to know, it's taken until pick 26 to take a running back. It shows you how devalued the running back position has become in the NFL.
0: But I think you're also looking at there's, there's not been a top talent running back this, this year either. Obviously, no, Josh, Josh really. Jacobs was very highly talented last year. Zeke mm-hmm. the year before that, Leonard Fournette the year before that, stuff like that.
3: That's not really what I want to hear. Well, one of the other names I've seen linked to the Ravens
0: quite a lot is a running back, um, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. He's, he's Yeah, he's, he's probably going to drop out of the first round quite easily.
2: But I think part of that is the way that offensive work now in the NFL. Is It's more pass-orientated, so running backs like DeAndre Swift who can catch the ball are not as popular now as workhorse backs. doesn't mean they're not as good as they used to be, it's just the offensive move more passing games. So if you're still running the ball, you can get a bargain for a running back in the second, third round.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you look at the running backs that have been found in the later rounds now and they're everywhere. Okay, pick number twenty-seven. Seattle Seahawks take AJ Epinyasa out of Iowa. He is an edge rusher. I mean, the Seahawks love drafting DNS. Um There's another edge rusher here called Yeto Gross Matos, uh, who I could pro- I, I see being picked over Epinyasa. Um but I think this all obviously we're we're doing this before the draft. Depending on what happens with Jadavion Clowney, this pick is kind of yeah. up, up in the air
2: i've always liked i've seen uh, Espinese play i really like him and if he goes to seattle or the next team the ravens he's gonna have a, he's gonna be cracking playing for either of those teams really good player
0: and speaking of yeto gross matos we've got him as the 28th pick to the baltimore ravens uh obviously ravens have got a very fierce defense i think this is a good pick uh Obviously, as you mentioned, Craig, there are if you do need a wide receiver, if there are any kind of flirting around like Denzel or um, Justin Jefferson, that will probably be the pick. But I, I don't see this as uh, a bad pick at all.
3: No, I mean, at, so far in in free agency, we tend to have we seem to be addressing more and more the defense rather than the offensive side of the ball. Um, obviously, our offense was quite good last season, and our defense struggled. Which is not usually the way, it, you know, what you're used to. The trend that it usually goes. Um, so I, I could see them adding to that defensive line. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. It would, it would make a bit of sense with them already addressing it in free agency. But I think I value I value a wide receiver at the moment more. I think that's an area we're really lacking on offense. Um, whereas on defense, you know, I think we, we've we've made a couple of moves now to address certain areas and there might be guys deeper in the draft in terms that we could we could plug in or maybe we could pick up a, a linebacker here instead of um, the, you know shoring up the defensive line so I think was it Zach, Zach Bourne I think his name is, was another name I've, mm-hmm. I've seen sort of thrown about a bit because um, we struggled a little bit at linebacker last year as well as on the line, um, another name I've seen popped up quite a bit um, in terms of a, a player who might come to us
0: yeah, Zach Baum's one of the more highly-towered linebacking prospects coming out of college. So, yeah, I, I w- that wouldn't be a terrible kind of area for him to be picked.
3: But, I mean, like like Tim said, I think, you know, either of them, I think joining that line and the defence and the coaching staff we've got there, I think with the, the cast around them, I think they could do
1: quite well.
0: Okay. Uh 29th pick overall for the Tennessee Titans. We've got Marlon Davidson uh, coming out of Auburn. He's another edge rusher. Um he's high kind of high energy, high motor guy. I think this is a bit of a reach. Uh, the name we've just mentioned there, Zach Baum. I could also see getting taken here. Um, but they're these both Davidson and Baume are kind of um the head coaches uh kind of Player, in my opinion, kind of the cerebral defensive player. But yeah, I'm not not got much to say about Davidson to
2: Titans. I'll be honest, I've never heard of him. I had to look him up. I was like, ooh. Um, what I've read about him, he's not quite good enough to be an edge rusher. Not quite good enough to be an inside lineman. So again, it's another one of those. If a coach gets hold of him and turns him into the right position, maybe he'll be good. He'll, he'll be good. I think this is one of the few
0: mock drafts I've seen his name mentioned. Yeah, Sorry, I've, not, uh, I've not seen him in, in a lot of the, uh, lot of the mock drafts I've looked at. Okay, and then pick number thirty for the Green Bay Packers, we have the linebacker Zach Bowen out of Wisconsin. Uh, obviously, we've just mentioned him in the, in the past ones. There, Packers do need to replace Blake Martinez. Um, he was quite a versatile one. Uh, Devontae Adams needs a receiver opposite him, though. So, similar to the Ravens, if Mims, Jefferson, maybe some of the, the slightly lower-pegged receivers are down here, don't be surprised if the, the Packers pick up here. Yep, agreed. Okay. Uh, pick number 31. We've got the San Francisco 49ers selecting cornerback Christian Fulton out of LSU. Um yeah, he's a good cornerback coming out of the drafts. Uh, obviously, I mentioned pick number thirteen. I could see them taking a uh, like a top-rated cornerback. So th- this this pick makes sense to me.
2: Yeah, highly rated thirty-one. It's a bit of a steal, really, if you can get Christian Fulton.
0: Yeah, he has been quite yeah. high up in the mocks.
2: Mm. I
1: think I think you'd say if the San Francisco 49ers came out of this draft with, obviously, top wide receiver and also this guy at cornerback, they'd be proper chuffed with that first round. Absolutely.
0: And finally, with the 32nd pick, we have the world champions, the Kansas City Chiefs selecting Ross Blacklock, the defensive tackle out of TCU. Um, I think this is a good pick, but obviously, the I think the... Chiefs have lost so few players from a Super Bowl winning team. Uh, I do have, in my opinion, Cesar Ruiz, the inside O-lineman from Michigan here. Um, as the the Chiefs could shore up their O-line a little bit in the middle. Uh, but I, I think the Chiefs are in fine hands here and this is a, a decent pick. Yep,
2: good pick. Depth on that line. Pretty good. Okay, so that's the first 32
0: picks of the NFL draft, according to Pete Schrager. Uh, One player we do want to talk about that we haven't mentioned uh, is Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah State. Obviously, we mentioned him uh, maybe towards the Patriots and things like that. Is there anything you want to mention about him specifically, Tim?
2: He's one of those players that's getting a lot of buzz at the moment. And I'm a bit confused as to why. I think it's along the lines of he's one of those players that looks like a quarterback and coaches think they can develop into a quarterback. He had a terrible senior season, I think. He threw 17 interceptions. And my theory on college players is if you weren't very good in college, you're going to struggle to be very good in the pros. But a lot of people have fallen, no pun intended, fallen in love with him. So I, I can't see it myself, but there you go.
0: Yeah, I mean, the name you're hearing him go to is like Char not Chargers, sorry. Yeah, Chargers Colts. Mm-hmm uh patriots obviously the ones that wanted maybe the packers like he's a, a development quarterback really yep yep
2: there's other quarterbacks i prefer um, next one i think i'm going to mention is jake from quarterback at georgia uh now i first saw jake from he was on a netflix program called qb1 which if you haven't checked it out check it out it follows high school uh, senior quarterbacks before they go to college. And Jake Fromm was on that program. He went to Georgia. And he's just fought his way. He's not that athletic. He's not that big. But he's just one of those quarterbacks that just keeps winning, just keeps battling. And I actually think he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL.
0: I think I remember that, show. I'm
1: mm, sure it's I've really seen good.
2: it.
0: really good. And so do you guys have any questions about Kind of any, any of the players, any of the picks, or any, anything like that. Who do you think?
3: I mean, call me biased, asking about this, like, but who do you think is likely to to draft to the Ravens?
0: I could see you guys getting Denzel Mims.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be disappointed with that. A name that I've seen mentioned a lot is getting a lot of buzz about him is a wide receiver from USC called Michael Pittman. I think because USC were a bit under the radar last year, a lot of the players are a bit under the radar. Pittman seems to be getting a lot of buzz at the moment. And yeah. I'd say there's like about 16 wide receivers that could go in the first three rounds. It's that deep a wide receiver class this year.
0: Yeah, I could see Pittman going to the um, 49ers, uh, honestly. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's in that kind of area where he's, the, the bottom of the second tier of receivers uh, with, like, Leviska, Chennault Jr. and stuff like that. But,
1: yeah, Pitt, Pittman looks interesting. So I have all the teams to, like, going into the draft. Which one are you... Which uh, team are you most optimistic for?
2: Ooh. I think the obvious answer to that for me is Miami, because they've got three first-round picks. I think they're going to come out like bandits with loads of pretty decent players.
3: from that draft we just looked at, I would be a lot more concerned about the 49ers. Like, Uh, if they managed to pick up who they were predicted in that draft anyway to pick up, I think mm -hmm. they're already just, like, making even more, like, just little tweaks to an already quite powerful team. I think it would make them just that, like, that next level scarier.
0: Yeah, the 49ers 49ers have got the... The best chance to be in the best position coming out of the draft, I reckon. Yeah, uh, I think to kind of answer the question though, I think the Lions and the the Panthers have kind of got the best picks because they've got a number of different needs, but they're high up enough that they can take the best overall player
1: and it's still going to fit in with one of their needs. Yeah, they're quite fortunate that the, a lot of teams above them need a quarterback and they don't, yeah. so it just knocks a lot of those players down, doesn't it? So, exactly. yeah, especially the Panthers, you're saying. If they get Simmons at seventh pick, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. That's an absolute
0: steal if Simmons falls to seventh. Uh So we do have a couple of questions uh, from some of our listeners. Uh, Joe, do you want to give them a read?
1: Yes, of course. So, first of all, uh, we got a question from One Man Blue Zone, uh, obviously one of our biggest fans, and we always respect him for uh, popping us these questions. So he asks, am I the only one that begrudgingly thinks Jalen Hurts should be picked up by the Pats just because he looked damn fine in that uniform and he's a bit overlooked? So, first of all, with him being overlooked, uh, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because he was Oklahoma, if I'm correct. And he's yeah. a big sort of rushing quarterback.
0: Yeah, Jalen Hurts right is. He, he sounds like a terrible thing to say, but he's a bit like a Taysom Hill and that he's a very versatile quarterback, but he's not great at anything.
3: Jack of all trades, master of none.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He's a good player. He's not very good at throwing the ball. It yeah, if you, look at,
0: if you look at some of his misses, they're like yeah. Mitch Trubisky misses where he, he yeah. completely misses them.
2: But however, would okay. I want him on my team as a backup or a utility player? Absolutely.
0: For sure. Uh, and to answer the Patriots jersey
1: question, no, it's not a nice jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one was coming. <laughs> right, so that's the first one I heard. So, second one uh, from Stuart Grigg. He asked for our opinion on Lynn Bowden Jr. Uh, and where would he play? And where would be a good sp- place for him to land up? So, obviously, mentioning this earlier, I don't know if you guys have had a look into him, but he effectively, he played He played eight of the 13 games at quarterback. He can played wide receiver. He can play running back. And I also believe he was also punter as well. And he led his college in receiving yards, passing yards and rushing yards so he's he's like three Swiss army knives in one
0: yeah um, I've done a, not too much research into him but he's a fascinating player for one thing uh, he's uh, typically as you see a, a lot of the kind of underdog college players that he's got a, a bit of a chip on his shoulder attitude kind of player he's, he's hella confident coming out of college and uh, wherever he goes I'd, I'm going to be interested to follow him
2: this sort of player, you know he's going to go to the team and you're not going to hear him. And all of a sudden, it's going to come up that he's one of the greatest special teams players in history. So I could see him going to the Patriots and, coming and replacing Matthew Slater down the road as the best uh, special teams player in history.
1: I'd love to take him. Just literally, just like 10 minutes research, looking at him. He's saying he's going to change the NFL. But you'd think, uh, looking at positions, where would he play? You probably, like players like that always end up wide receiver, or you're saying special teams as well. So I think something like that it can see him, can see him playing quarterback. But then there's also the problem:
0: is is he a jack of trade master of none? Like if if he does go into the league, will he be able to maintain that versatility? Because obviously, you don't want a quarterback punting or anything like this. So no. is he going to go? Yeah, similar. Is he going to go to a team that will be able to utilize him? such as Patriots, Saints, Seahawks kind of stuff, or is he going to go to one that haven't got the best development staff?
3: Yeah, you need someone who's going to be creative enough in the play-calling to use his skills. Yeah. Or well, a, a player who has that ability just weighted you need someone who's going to be you know have the have the stones to be a bit more creative and do things a bit more outside of the box and have guys doing things they wouldn't normally do otherwise it's just kind of it's just kind of wasted really isn't
0: it exactly yeah and you, you see that with a, a number of players that every year you get the the players that are these fascinating experiments that move positions but at the end of the day, only like one in a hundred actually works out.
3: I I like it. I think it's a good idea. Like I think sometimes people can get too set in their ways and think that okay, this guy is going to play this position. He needs this particular skill set. Like I don't think that's the way to think about it. Because you know when a you know a, a defensive a defensive coordinator is going to look at your offence and if you've got players you can do a number of different things then they're not really going to know what to expect you know what I mean It's it makes, it makes life a, as a defensive coordinator anyway it would make their job a hell of a lot more difficult if you have a number of players on your team that can do a number of different things
0: oh, exactly, rather
3: yeah. than just the, for me a player like that a great position is fullback. No, no, like would be me <laughs> saying that, but like I think fullback itself is a versatile position. You can use a fullback as a blocker. You can use them as a runner. You can send them out as like a slot. Like it's a, it's a, you know, you use them as a portable lineman. And so a lot of fullbacks that do, you know, some that do get used, get used to to block. But I think the likes of Taysom Hill and the likes of this guy and stuff, I think that's the position for them. I think they could be the guys to to save that position because you can. You can do so much out of it.
0: Yes, yeah. I, I think what you mentioned there's interesting because the f- fullback wants that kind of utility position where yeah you can block, yeah you can run, yeah you can catch. Then that moved to tight ends because the the blocking was still so important and being the receiver was still so important. But running backs also became versatile as pass catches. But now you're starting to see these players that do all three from any position. So like. Tyreek Hill's a very talented runner, obviously. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's a very talented receiver. Uh, obviously, you look at like Gronk and stuff like that, who are these amazing blockers, but then also these incredible downfield threats. Uh, I think interesting that there is becoming this impasse where you can have a player that can do everything and use them properly now, instead of having someone who's very good at two things and stuff like that. Anyway, so the NFL draft is to go ahead next week, starting Thursday night, I believe. Uh, so do make sure you try and watch it or at least stay up until your team picks it. Uh, I know I was very disappointed to watch my team trade away the 32nd pick uh, the other year after staying up all night to watch it. But it's all good fun. Uh, obviously, they're doing it from all the owners' houses in a virtual draft this time uh, with the uh, the COVID-19 situation there. Um, but yeah, what what are the any of you guys looking forward to any specific things this draft
3: um, the thing with the draft I tend to look forward to most is an ex- it usually it's an excuse to get together with a few mates you'll get some wings or something on the go you'll get a few beers in you'll throw the draft on and then you should all just sit there and talk football you know what I mean like it's, that's usually the draft is a good opportunity to do maybe you know with a lot of like these these different apps and things that people are using nowadays to, for video chat and stuff maybe get a little video chat going with you with your, you know, with your mates who you want to, want to watch the draft with and you can still, still sort of have that feeling but still keep your social distancing in a way.
2: <laughs> and I think what I like doing is watching it live and turning off my Twitter. Because so if you're on Twitter, a lot of the journalists leak the pick before it's actually announced. So
1: take oh, my tip, turn annoying. off your
2: phones, don't go on Twitter and just watch it live from Roger Goodell's basement.
3: Yeah, just watch it with your mates. Just watch it with your mates. And like, just video call each other. You just can, you know, react together and find out real time.
0: Yeah, I've had a couple of good draft nights with, with Craig and the such. Yeah. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, it's been a fun one talking about the draft. I know uh, we're all looking forward to it. Uh, please send us your questions, send us uh, your feedback, send us anything uh, football related and uh, we'll, we'll have a look into it. Uh Anything you guys want before we jet off? Rest in oh, yeah. peace, XFL. I was just about to bring that up. It's
3: gone, is it? Like gone, gone. Yeah, the, the file gone, for gone. bankruptcy. Vince McMahon has not only filed for bankruptcy for the NFL, but he's also like cut like a decent chunk of his WWE roster, which is his main source of income in it. So he. I think he owes the Texans
0: him. a number of hundred thousand as well. But.
3: He's he's on Trump's board of advisors apparently. I don't know. That board of advisors gets stranger the more I look at it.
2: Okay, so you know I'll let you make your own decisions here politically, people. He's on Trump's board of advisors. The WWE has just been declared uh, essential business, and he's just made a substantial—I think it was 18 million—contribution to Trump's re-election campaign. Put two and two together, people.
0: But we don't talk politics on TAFS.
2: We do not. We were just <laughs> talking about the XFL.
0: I believe Goodell's on there as well, isn't he? So isn't like most of the commissioners for most teams? I mean, <laughs> the, the
2: it's, teams? It's most of
3: the commissioners from most leagues, yeah. Including UFC and everything else.
0: Anyway, what's our social media there, Joe?
1: Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at tafs_uk, underscore UK or go on Facebook, type in that American Football Show and we'll pop up uh give us a follow give us a like and as adam said uh any questions just hit them over to us and we'll do our best to come back to you and answer them
3: yeah so if you can just send us send us any questions you've got um we all enjoy answering them you know we we usually if you'll get thrown in we'll all have our, our own little um go at answering the question and it'll usually spark a little bit of debate between us and get us talking football so we always enjoy answering them please send them our way um If you're enjoying listening to the show, please go on to the likes of Apple and Spotify or wherever you use to download the show and and give us that five-star rating if if you're really enjoying enjoying the show so far because it really helps us out.
0: All right, that's it from us this week. Uh, Hope you all enjoy the draft. Hope you're all staying safe and socially distancing. And yeah, uh, have have a lovely week.
2: Just stay at home, baby.
1: (laughs) Defend the death. (laughs) (laughs)